Hello and welcome again to another episode of Chimera Diaries. So I have now find my mic, finally, and I was a little late in posting. Yeah, that was on me because I forgot to change the schedule date of the posting of the latest episode. So I just posted it this Sunday. Yep, don't move, but there you go. So I generally had well not great but it's a good week it's a good week it's a good weekend too I can't tell everything but long story short I met up with some friends and yes we were social distancing there was just three of us and one of my friends gave me um, the thing that I left with her for so long and some merch merchandise and i'm so happy about that so if she's listening right now thanks really really thanks okay so our episode for today is about comics well one of my favorite anyway so as a child my first foray into comics were those at the entertainment section of every newspaper my grandfather bought. He would read the news first before moving into the gossips and crossword puzzle. So I'd take that section and stare at the drawings even though I can't read the words. I think I started browsing that section because of its small Spider-Man comic in it. That was one of the things present in my childhood too, I guess, superhero movies. Others my age back then were very interested or immersed in Disney, Pixar, or cartoons back then. I mean, yeah, we were kids. What would you expect? So what I, what I got instead were old Superman or Batman movies, Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Blade series, and the like. Those got me interested in comics or any illustration, but I didn't really have money at that age. The first comic book I owned was given by my mother, which was Betty and Veronica, which was part of the Archie's, Archie series or under that, I think. Since then, I'd scour the bookstore to flip comic book pages that were uncovered. There were pictures and as much as I loved reading novels, comics were so interesting and attention-catching. But also comics are a different type from manga, just saying that, because that's a whole, another whole new world. So yeah, they were interesting and attention-catching comics, I mean. Then I got into online manga and some DC and Marvel comics. I never looked back since then. I still don't have ample money to buy comic books, issues of DC or Marvel or printed manga so I only have a handful of them. I never stopped reading newspaper comics though and through it became intrigued with local comic publications. Filipino illustrations were easier to access and buy. I'd read Pugat Baba collections in our elementary school library even though I understood none of it as a kid. These days I still don't have enough money to buy comic books. Yep, 
because they're more expensive and thinner but if I see local publications I buy them immediately if I can which still isn't much but I try because sometimes they're just wild the, the local publications very very wild I got a lot acquainted with Filipino comics through newspaper and K-Zone as a kid though and that really cemented my fondness as a child one of my most favorite comic books is one I found with my friend it was at our third year of college and we were released early no plan of returning home yet at that time though since it's so early why return home when it's still so early there's daylight to burn so after exiting the LRT at Monumento we went to Pandayan bookstore since it was nearer and we didn't have to cross the street my friend also said that she was looking for an illustration or comic book I think that wasn't available in the NBS I didn't expect to find something to buy for myself I just tagged along there was no harm in it and I was just one ride away from home but I did I found something and that was Kata Kata Comics by Andrew Dillon. We'll get into that after a short break. Okay, so... Kadekade Comics is a single-volume comic book illustrated and written by Andrew Grillon. It was first published in 2014 and was actually first posted online before it was published. KKK, for short, contains comic short stories that are diverse in art styles, stories, and just really funny. Most of the um, one-shots of these comics are were actually part of other collections before it was compiled into this one single volume. It's also metafiction. Kadekade Comics actually won an award, but when I first saw the single book at the shelf before even knowing its content or award, I was sure that I would love it. I knew right then and there that I would love the comics because it looked so unique i mean the cover pages were just so colorful it was eye-catching and lo and behold i really did did find the treasure as i finished the kkk in just one sitting so first of all who is andrew dillon he's an artist and a writer based in New York and the maker of Kade Kade Comics, like I said. So KKK contains 19 beautiful, really just beautiful short stories that are different in genre. Every single one of them tells stories you'd never expect. But they are also in some ways interconnected. Why? Because of metafiction. So first of all, why is it named Kade Kade Comics? Well, technically, kare-kare is a dish. It's a Filipino dish that's... Well, you can say that there are a lot of things mixed in it. 
and like it's a hodgepodge kind of dish that has different ingredients like meat, um, peanut sauce, uh, vegetables mixed in it, and it's you could some call it weird, but it's really good. So yeah, kada kada comics. Kadekade is a food, and I understand that it was called Kadekade Comics just because of that. Because Kadekade Comics contain different stories bundled up together. So KKK is a metafiction, and I love it. I adore it actually. Metafiction is a literary genre wherein the fiction emphasizes that it's only a story to the reader. It repeats that fact that it's a fictional work, uh, so rather than pulling you into its world and making you immersed at how real it is, it's going to just compound this fact that it's not real. It's just not real. <laughs> That's how it is. I'm going to give examples to further illustrate this. Stories like. Last Action Hero by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I can't say the name right. Wherein Arnold S. comes out of his cop movie to interact in the real world, which is still in the movie technically. But you get the gist. Another more well known example is Deadpool. He not only. Well, technically, breaking the fourth wall is kind of metafiction yeah he also repeatedly calls us readers or viewers to our faces while we read the comics i'd say it's opposite of isekai stories well some isekai stories which are works where the main character is aware or engaging with the story only to be pulled into that story and in some cases, they realize that the story may actually be an alternate universe. So one of Andrew Dillon's earlier works, Super Maker, is actually another metafiction, which I really, really adore. It's so amazing. It's a parody, technical. It's a parody of um of a Justice League comics. I forgot the name of. I'm so ashamed of myself. But anyway, yeah, it's a parody. But it's so, it's so short. But it's so clean. It's it's so nice. I didn't expect the ending, and there was a lot of things happening, a lot of cubes going through the pages. But it was amazing. A, read, a good read for me. Metafiction then right is sometimes hilarious, sometimes dark. But what I can tell you about is that it's an interesting way of storytelling. And Andrew Dillon makes use of comics to break the convenient rules that we're also used in. It's actually printed in the book, Nothing is Impossible, at the inside of the front and back cover. Funny enough, the story starts with a pair of shrimps. Actually, a pair of those small shrimps used in bagoong and usually paired with the kadakada dish. They're what they're present in one page and talk about how they're missing the photo shoot for the 
book's cover. And so journey through the pages to get to it. Then we get to Mang Tomas, the story hunter. A character that makes sure that stories are kept clean in essence. Where everything should make sense. If it has a certain genre. So, for example, this is a fantasy genre. Where there are knights, princesses, and those should be the only things there. Knights, princesses, dragons, fantasy. Those come, those, those high fantasy things. He wields a gun with literary devices as a bullet, and hunts the Karakana monster who is making a mess of the story worlds by eating them, because he's trying to find his reason for existence. So. The Kadakada monster is the main villain and it's actually funny because he, his name from that word Kadakade and that he's eating this so many stories so he's imbibing them imbibing them just imbibing these different stories and he's been made into, into this kind of thing that's so big and so unique because every component in him is different. I love how weird and striking each story is. It's got that punch I rarely find even in novels too. So that's a, pl- a great plus. As we flip pages of the KKK, we see stories about love, whether romantic or platonic, creativity, and the trials of being creative. We would flip the pages to see more of Mang Tomas and the Kadakade monster's conclusion and instead we read and experience all sorts of stories from Andrew Dillon's mind. It's amazing how his drawing style changes to suit each short comic and how he turns out such compelling narrative despite being so short. They're, they're the kind of stories that make you think of just make you think or just mindlessly enjoy. Like I said, though Mang Tomas reels you in, but it's the subsequent chapters that make you stay and see if the end where the Kadakada monster has erased the invisible border of different stories thus models them to get together. My favorite one shot are those that tackle the creative mind. Drillon gets it perfectly, the feeling of writing and losing the will to do so, or just not being able to stop bringing out so much output, even though it might not get seen by anyone else but yourself. The ones that he had, the others, though has topics like abuse, depression, homophobia, relationship issues, friendship, destruction, sacrifice, love, and more. It's just so diverse for so short, so many short stories. And that's a, something amazing. Something that's so hard to do. As we get into more stories, we don't really see much of Mang Tomas until he meets a nun in an alien apocalypse or the Kadakada monster who meets and then kills the author which was really weird and kind of chilling because the Kadakada monster he Adelon drew the Kadakada monster to kill him it's weird but it's great 
and I'm torn between, between those two things, those two feelings. Okay, but traveling the comic book even without them is a joy and tension to as we wait for each each chapter's conclusion. Despite their absence, you never forget that what you have is metafiction. I mean, the Kadakada monster just smeared the author's the author across the pages. There's no cleaner way to say a story is metafiction than that. And that's ironic because it's not really killing the way he smeared the author. What? Sorry. With the author narrating and speaking to us like Deadpool does at the same time. Everything about KKK is beautiful, whimsical, is the word. Is the word, yes. And feels a lot like magic sometimes. That it, this is so hard to capture. I wish I could read, read more of his work. I ha- but I haven't seen any more Andrew Rilon publications. Maybe when everything gets more stabilized, I'd find more. Hopefully. I want to see more metafiction from him, you know. Because, or even not metafiction, because his works are really good. And I like his art style. He does it so well. But I'm really just a sucker for metafiction too. The last metafiction I read was breaking and subverting tropes like mad. And it was hilarious. It just, you know, really makes fun of things. Like making fun of the damsels in distress. Those tropes wherein the dashing hero takes, comes in and takes control, um, control of everything. Where he has basically a MacGuffin sword and, and all that. It, that. That online um, novel makes fun of it and it's so hilarious. That was um, SBSS, um, Scum Villain's Self-Saving System. It was damn funny in the protagonist's per- perspective. Not the protagonist of the book. Well, technically what happened was... This guy died, and he was put into a body, of, the body of the villain, of the book he was reading. So he's the new protagonist, technically, but he's not the protagonist of the book he was reading. So yeah, it's confusing if you don't read it yourself. I just want to see things like that because they're so funny. I mean, there are a lot of. Um, stories like that if you think in manga but I want to see more too in comics or maybe I just haven't read much comics so I so I don't see those works like that anyway all in all KKK is a favorite me favorite for me I have come back to it again and again and again I cannot stop reading it that's how much I adore and love this small volume and I really just want a second volume. I wish there was a second volume. Anyway, that's all for this episode. So, thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye!